0: up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, coming to you on December the thirteenth. It is a Tuesday, episode 318. We're gonna deviate from our normal schedule because I took yesterday off. This is going to be a Truther Tuesday. Yes, the truth is necessary because it can and will set you free if only you will follow it to its logical conclusion. So Before we get into the show in and of itself, let me remind you, share, subscribe, like, comment, and let everybody that you meet know that we are here doing our best to get out the episodes five times a week to keep you abreast on what is going on according to Callus, Yes, that's right. As I have to remind you from time to time, everything on this show is based largely or almost entirely on my opinion and understanding of the things going on around us. So you should keep that in mind. And as Mr. Neil Bortz used to say, don't trust anything anybody tells you, even me. Always do your own research. Always double check. And like Mr. Bortz, if you do go to that trouble and you find that I've got something wrong... And you are kind enough to let me know, I will admit my error and change my tune. So, on with the show! Yes, yesterday I took off because, quite frankly, it was the county uh, Republican uh, coalition of clubs that had a big party. Uh, I don't know, there was over 100 people in attendance, as best as I could tell, and I got there late, but we had a good time. We had a fill-in MC and Mr. John Myers. That is the vice chairman of the Cowan County Republican Party. He did a great job as usual. And uh, we missed Mr. Alex Stein, but it is my understanding he was off causing trouble elsewhere. It is always important that we cause trouble because that is the only thing that slows our enemies down. And uh, while we're on that topic, let me just remind you... That, uh, yeah, in case you're doubting, Jesus is the reason for the season, but that does not mean that we have any hate towards our Jewish friends. There are some, and they are good and loyal Americans, and we need to be kind and loving to them as well. That being said, this is our season. We should not be afraid to say Merry Christmas. But if you're going to say happy holidays, keep in mind there is more than one holiday going on in this period of time. So please do not get offended, as some would like to do. Issue number two, Satan is alive and well. Yes, this uh, may be the second apex holiday uh, for the Christians in the uh, world. Uh, some don't think of as much about it as others, but it is an indication of Christ coming down to spend some time on earth to help things get in order for his ultimate crucifixion and resurrection. But that does not mean that Satan has currently been vanquished. He is still the ruler of this earth and he quite frankly is going to do everything he can To remind us of that, including showing up at our very own school board meeting this evening. Uh, One of his little minions and probably some of his friends will be there. Pay attention to who this guy hangs out with, who his friends are. You probably want to be aware of that. Because apparently at least one member of our school board sees no problem with this guy and the things he advocates. And spends some time with him and his handler draw your own conclusions, do your own research, pay attention. Sometimes it is indicative who people spend their time with. You shouldn't always assume that there's a hundred percent agreement, but when you see somebody that allies with somebody else, you ought to know what is going on. You ought to pay attention because as I said, Satan is alive and well, and he is not going down without a fight. Now, I'm confident he will ultimately lose, but the question is, is how many souls will he take with him? How many lives will he destroy in the meantime? And it is up to you and I, dear Christians, to pay attention and fight back. Now, I have no doubt that my friend Kyle will be up at the school board meeting speaking truth to power, and there will be lots of people in that meeting with him, but might I humbly suggest that some of our Christian brethren ought to stay outside and give silent prayer, or if you prefer, vocal prayer, amongst yourselves for the proceedings going on. This is something that should not be handled lightly, as I have reminded People, from time to time, we don't wrestle only with flesh and blood. There is a real entity involved in this, and you would be foolish to ignore that. That being said, we go on to number three, because we're trying to stay upbeat and positive. And let me remind you, liberty lost is not easily regained. Indeed, (sighs) Jefferson once uh foresaw in time where the tree of liberty would be watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants now some of my brethren like to say that it's time to water the tree of liberty they surmise that they can do it with the blood of tyrants but they forget that there will be many many patriots that also will fall and water that tree of liberty And while that time might be coming near, you should go in with fully open eyes and be aware of what you are calling for. It will not be pleasant. It will not be easy. But unfortunately, it may be necessary. So my friends, if we cannot and we're unwilling to hold the line when we have a good opportunity to win, that only means that we get to fight when almost everything else is lost. Winston Churchill is paraphrased by me there and now. He always said the Americans will do the right thing, but only after they've done all the wrong things, right? You can say what you want about Winston Churchill, but he was a quippable guy. My fear is that a good number of our team, of our people, are willing to sacrifice so much to try and keep the peace. They believe that they can maintain peace if they will just continue to give in. And I'm here to tell you, that's not going to work. There are hundreds of millions of dead people because they tried to keep peace with the communists. They were not successful. Now, some of them became martyrs for the cause. Some of them became martyrs for Christ. And a whole lot of people just died needlessly. No government is innocent. No government is peaceful. They always want to have a monopoly of power, a monopoly of violence. And anybody that should stand in their way will ultimately pay a price. The question is, can we keep it to a minimum? I don't know. The jury is still out, as they say. These are the truths of which we need to keep in mind. And while we do it, (laughs) it brings me back to number four. Yes, (laughs) this is almost the (laughs) five for Friday, but this is Truth or Tuesday. And the truth is, we're not fighting. We're not bringing all the weapons to battle. And how do I know this? You need look no further than the silence of the churches. Yes, this is a reoccurring theme. You know, all it takes for... Evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. All it takes for evil to take over is for the churches to stay on the sideline. Perhaps I should admonish those churches to sing louder. That's right. Keep singing louder because the trains are running. And while they may not have the Jews on them this time around, or they may not have the Christians on them this time around, It is only a matter of time before that is what is going on. But hey, hey, you had a very nice church sermon there. You didn't offend anybody. You got to make your little bit of money, Joel Stein. But the people are dying for lack of truth, for lack of salt and light. We are not doing the job that we are supposed to do as of the church and It quite frankly annoys me to no end when the church leadership says, well, you're part of the church too. You could be doing these things. You're absolutely right. But we're going to our shepherds and asking them to lead the way. We're going to our shepherds and telling them we want them to help protect the flock. We're telling them that there's evil in our ranks we're telling them that the school districts are a mess we're telling them that the city councils are working against us indeed those same city councils mayors were shutting down churches across this country and the church was silent what is it going to take church for your shepherds to get off their butts to get out from behind the podium and wade into the political foray that is going on and i've said time and time again i do not wish for any one pastor to get out and tell any of their parishes or their people you must vote for this person or this thing no but they are to put out salt they are to put out the light they are to keep people salty and full of light and if they're not willing to do that because they might offend somebody i would say to you they're not doing their job I would say to you that we are neither hot nor cold. We are lukewarm. Our churches in America have become lukewarm. But don't worry, we're just going to sing a little louder. I wonder what Mr. Bonhoeffer would say about this. Is it no concern of you that Eric Metaxas, for what it's worth, has written a letter to the American church basically telling them, now is the time? If you don't act now, it may soon be too late. I know there are a great number of churches that have been co-opted and undermined, and I truly hope mine is not among them. But i got to wonder, in the city of McKinney, in Collin County, Texas, in what is arguably one of the red counties in the red state that should be able to speak freely and should be able to speak truth to power, we are failing and failing mightily the evidence is all around us they passively sat by and let the churches be shut down they tacitly agreed that the government knew better than our lord and savior what do we have to say about this apparently nothing because we're still silent Well, I'm not silent, and certainly there must be a church or two around us that are not silent, because this is ridiculous. The time is upon us. It is our opportunity. I mean, in this season, if we're not willing to say, you know, the Lord came down from heaven at just such a time like this, to proclaim freedom and liberty through Him, to remind them that we don't serve government, we serve Almighty God, that we obey government insofar as the government does not conflict with heavenly law. It does not conflict with, well, I don't know, the Ten Commandments. we, We go along so long as the government doesn't conflict with the plainly spoken rules coming through the Bible and when our own government decides that they know better then almighty God, if the church isn't going to get off their butts and call a spade a spade and say, no, you're wrong, Congress, no, you're wrong, Supreme Court, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what else I should expect. If the church won't be led, if the shepherds won't protect their flocks, what good are they? But that's okay. They kept telling us during the lockdowns that the church is not a building. The church is the people. That's right. And the people are telling you, we need you to get out from behind that pulpit and lead. Get behind government. No, you're supposed to be in front of government. You're supposed to speak truth to power. You're supposed to use the word of God to condemn their abuse of power, their abuse of authority. But they're not doing it. Perhaps it's a time that the sheep find a new shepherd. Perhaps it's time that the flocks go to somebody that actually wants to do the job. Alas, I don't know where that person or church is right now. I lament where we're at. We spent two years ago spending time because some sad confluence of events occurred and... (laughs) We were meant to feel guilty for something that we had zero control over. But if you questioned it, it's because you're fragile. But here we are right now. The very same government is telling us what? Well, your definition of marriage is wrong. Your definition of male and female is wrong. Your God is wrong. And yet, the pastors and the churches are silent. Why is that? Now, Maybe they're just trying to get through another couple of months, hoping this will blow over, hoping that they don't have to gird their loins. But quite frankly, if you're not going to put that armor on, when are you going to do it, is the question. And one last thing while we're on the topic. You've heard the phrase peace on on earth. Goodwill towards all men. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm told that this is actually a mistranslation. It is supposed to actually say, peace on earth to men of goodwill. Now think about that for just a second. We wanted the peace on earth. We wanted all men to have goodwill. But it's really challenging, and for those of you out there that might be so inclined, think of this as the Latin male, which means all men and women, because it's a plurality when all are present, and just get over yourselves. The idea being that if men are of goodwill, we want to be peace with them, or we want to be peaceable with them, and we're willing to set aside minor differences, or we're willing to set aside things that maybe we don't 100% agree with because people are behaving with goodwill towards one another. That means that it's really not your responsibility to be super friendly and go out of your way to make peace with that communist. You don't have to bend over backward for a Muslim that lies to your face because they're just plotting a time that they can put you under their heel. You don't really need to do that. Now, it may be advantageous to not go looking for a fight. It may be, you know, appropriate to not be a jerk. But that doesn't mean that we're supposed to be a doormat. It doesn't mean that we're called to be peaceful at all costs. Certainly, the founding fathers, the people that created Texas, didn't feel that way. But now we're told that, you know, well, they're all racists and they're all haters and you shouldn't listen to anything they had to say. Well, that's just plain ridiculous. If you want to know who the biggest haters are, you need not look any further. Oh, I guess the Mongols, the Muslims, and the communists. I mean, their list of dead people at their sword or hand or gun, whatever you want to say, is huge. Now, I mean, the United States is quite effective of killing their enemy, but we don't even stack up to that. And while you were on this topic, lest you believe that the United States has been run by Christians, by a Christian behavior for any time in the last 150 years. <laughs> that Boy, that's a stretch. That is a stretch. We are the last empire. Now, we're soon to be superseded by a different empire, perhaps. More than one different empire. But we have gone around the entire world... Dictating how other people should run their countries, giving them the illusion of freedom, the illusion of democracy, when we have handpicked who their leaders are and, quite frankly, tipped the scales to do that to them. So should it be any surprise that we're doing that to ourselves right now? And for those of you unaware, I listened to Brian McClanahan yesterday, and I don't remember what day the episode was actually from, but it was within the last week. And he talked about the fraudulent elections, or at least the claims of fraudulent elections. And they go back to 92 when George Sr. thought he lost his race because of, you know, Ross Perot, and that was rather fraudulent. Or you can go back to 2000 when they claim that George Jr. was selected, not elected, no, you say what you want about that you can go back to 2016 when the heir apparent of hitlery didn't i'm sorry hillary didn't win her election because well you know russian collusion which of course has been proven false but you know the claim was there and they ran with it for four years saying that we had an illegitimate president yet they turned around and used all those same tools that they claimed he was using to off him in 2020 yet We're the bad guys if we dare to question what the outcome was. And because, you know, we failed to fix the problem in 2022, we got some more garbage. So the same folks that have been manipulating elections overseas and installing their preferred persons overseas are now brought it home. Hey, but there's nothing to see here. And if you dare question it, well... got to tighten up that tinfoil and you're the bad guy. And, well, quite frankly, you're a J6-er and you need to be locked up because there is no longer a free country here. And, again, one wonders how that happened. Oh, that's right. Because there hasn't been any blood of patriots or tyrants and the churches are silent. So, Merry Christmas, America! (laughs) But, just because you think all is lost, just because I... Put this truth out to give you something to think about. You've got 12 days before Christmas. And let me tell you what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to give you the belated book review that I was going to do last week, tomorrow, Wednesday. We're going to talk about the Benedict option, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Then on Thursday, I'm going to show up. We're going to talk about simple things we can do to make a difference. If your church is afraid... Okay, if your pulpit or your shepherd is absent, okay. If your church is too busy singing, okay. If you aren't quite ready to (laughs) make the sacrifices or spill the blood of patriots and tyrants, and I would advise against that at this time, we're not quite there yet, but we'll know. We'll know. It's going to be self-evident, but we're going to know. I'll give you little thoughts on that as well. I'm going to try and finish out the year with some positive things. Some unique ways of looking at things. And for the week between Christmas and New Year's, I'm going to bring out a couple of uh, episodes I did very early on. Try and put in a little intro to it. They're supposed to be lighthearted. They're supposed to be humorous. They're supposed to give you something enjoyable. And then next year, we're going to hit the ground running because we've got our work to do. We're going to try to avoid the need to splill, or I'm sorry, we're going to try to avoid the need to water the tree of liberty, or at least postpone it a little bit. We're going to talk about different things we can do in the here and the now. We're going to continue to press forward with positive reinforcement We're going to kick in some interviews. We're going to kick in, maybe have a co-host or something once a week. We're going to be a little more aggressive of how we put the message forward. Because if we're not going to stand now, there's not going to be any time left to stand. If we're not going to proclaim liberty now, it won't matter because nobody's going to be left to hear it. If you're not going to push back against the darkness, what's the point? And with that, this has been According to Callus. This was a Truth or Tuesday. And if you thought this was worth your time, if you thought it was just mildly entertaining, somewhat educational, or at least informative, please subscribe, like, share the show. And if you feel particularly motivated, you can even leave a comment. My number's not easy to find? Ha <laughs> that's not true. It's everywhere. 214 405 1852. My email, again, super easy, according to callus at att.net. I'd love to get some feedback. I'd love to hear what you have to say. We're closing in on that 60K listens. Probably hit it this week. That'll leave me two weeks towards the end of the year to where we can put out a couple little best of or special episodes if you will. So we can hit that ground running come January because let me tell you, the left never rests and Satan wants to control his uh territory and take as many people down with him before <laughs> before the time is over. And I'm not going to do either without fighting back. So, come along, join me. We're going to do our best to stay the happy warrior and make the best of the time we have left on this earth. Until tomorrow, I guess, I will see you on the other side.